right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Center Circle, episode 46. Mm. Before we do our introductions, we can say thank you for the likes and subscriptions and comments and reposts and all that good stuff. Thank you very much. Keep it coming. So today, you got myself, Keith, in the hot seat hosting. Hi, Zach. And we've got Tyrell, who's going to be fashionably late for this episode. So we're just going to start off by talking about this weekend's round of fixtures. As we know, it's the Premier League version of the winter break. So we've had four games so far at point of recording. So we're going to talk about Brentford v Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United v West Ham, Arsenal v Crystal Palace, and Bournemouth v Liverpool, which has finished not too long ago. And then we're just going to touch on a few things that have happened Outside of the pitch, so Jose Mourinho getting sacked from Roma. Troy Deeney, unsurprisingly, some might say, getting sacked from Forest Green, and touch on a couple of um, racist incidents that happened yesterday. So, right, let's get into it. Brentford v Nottingham Forest. So, this was billed as the return of Ivan Tony. And um, if you've been following Brentford's social media in the lead up to this game, you would have thought he was um, been released from prison. Uh, they introduced <laughs> him like the Undertaker. <laughs> they took him back, man. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's him. back. Like that was a full display, <laughs> pyrotechnics, all of that. <laughs> um, and I can kind of understand like the hype they put around it. Like he is their talisman. Um, you think they've done that as a way of like showing them, look, we care about you, we want you to oh, stay, one, we want one, you here, 100%. don't leave. Because yeah. obviously there's been a lot of talk about the January transfer window and him possibly being linked with moves elsewhere. Do you think that's them putting their flag in the sand and just saying, look, we want you here? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think they kind of, I think they showed that by backing him throughout the, the ban that he, he received anyway. But in the lead up, I think they've kind of rolled out the red carpet and they're like, listen, we know what you can do. We want you to know that we put faith in you. Mm. So kind of repay. Yeah. <laughs> repay us what we've done for you, kind yeah, of standing yeah, yeah. by by you in this um in this situation. So yeah, let's get into the game. So um started quite quite fast. Danilo um scored a bit of a screamer. Ball fell to him at the egg of the box, took one touch on the thigh, on his left thigh, and then volleyed it into the corner with his right foot. Kind of took me by surprise. Took the uh, the Brentford goalkeeper by surprise as well. Like, it wasn't until I saw it in the back of the net. I was like, oh, he scored, mm. kind of thing. Um, and then I was like, oh, maybe Nuno's good form that he's kind of brought into Nottingham Forest since he's, since he's joined is going to just kind of continue and he will kind of push them away from the relegation zone because they're, let's be honest, they're not like in a, in a great position before they went into the, into that game. And then in the 19th minute, Brentford get a free kick on the, on the egg of the box. So there's been a bit of a fallout <laughs> for this. And for me, I personally don't understand why. So for those that um, don't know what happened, Ivan Tony picks up the ball. Uh, referee does his little foam spray and Nottingham Forest set up their wall. So while the referee's back is turned, 
Ivan Tony picks up the ball, shift it a couple centimeters to the, to the right. To the right. And then the referee's back is still turned. And he can see where Nottingham Forest wall is set up. Looks a bit not I wouldn't say the angle is difficult for him, but he wants to get them the best advantage of what he exactly, what he can. As all players do. So what he does this time, he picks up the ball, moves it to the right a little bit more. But when he does that, he takes a bit of the referee spray foam with him. So it looks like the referee is, has sprayed where he placed the ball. And people say that's... I've, I've heard the word cheating, and I think that's just too far. It's just it's just football gamesmanship. It's a, uh, for me, it's a witch hunt. It's an absolute witch hunt. They're just... Because it's Ivan Tony, they're just going, oh, cheat, 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 bad, da, da, da. Oh, do you know what I mean? They're pulling out all this stuff about, oh, he's got a better on, da, 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 all of this banner, whatever. Um... I see what Tony did, I see happen in football matches at least, at the very least, five times a game. Yeah, 100%. Whether it's a free kick and they roll it, roll the ball forward, even though the refs, the refs will say, point to a spot, they'll put the ball down, the ref will say, right there, jog up the field to take his position, player rolls the ball forward. Yeah. If it's a goal kick, I've seen them, you know, it should be here, they've rolled it. If it's a free kick, they'll roll it. Yeah, even throw-ins. Like, throw-ins. They, they never taken from where they're How many yards do they steal in throw-ins? Yeah, this is it. But yeah, Tony shifts the ball to the right and all of a sudden it's a cheat and you've got uh, Nuno writing um, to the to the FA about it. Everyone calling him, everyone and their grandma calling him a cheat. It's it's like, bro, come on, you lot need to wind your necks yeah. in, man. It's, Mountain it's, a, a molehill. it's uh, nonsense, <laughs> man. Say. Where's that same energy when it's Ward Prowse or it's whoever else? I, I'm just... I, Sorry, I picked your name out, James, but I'm just throwing names out there. Do yeah, you understand I like to what say, I'm saying? If you watched all 10 premiership fixtures over a weekend or a game week, you'll lose you, count. <laughs> you will see that happen. In, the amount in, of times in every you match. See it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, so, it's nonsense, man. Yeah, I think it's been blown out of proportion. Much about nothing. But um, yeah, Tony steps up. Scores. Slot, and slots it. Slots in return, it. 90 minutes in. It's it didn't it take long at all. And I think it was quite good in the lead up to the game. Like, People say, will, will he play match fitness, etc. Well, we know he played like under 21s, under 23 games. But Frank would like, listen, he's our captain. He's going to come back. He's going to start and he's going to captain us. So I think that just kind of helped everything rather than oh, wait for the team sheet to come out on a Saturday morning or, or Saturday afternoon would have been, etc. Um, but yeah, it's a really good free kick. Um, and then yeah, uh, Brentford kick on. They kind of have more dominance of the of the ball. You can see a goal coming, but it goes into halftime. 1-1. Come out for the second half. Pretty much the same. Brentford dominating. And they um, they take the lead through a, a Ben Mee header from a from a corner. And um, yeah, kind of watching the game, I was like, yeah, Brentford are going to see this out. Should be pretty straightforward, etc. But Nottingham Forest, as, as I said, under Nuno, they've kind of, like their style of play has changed a bit. And like, I don't want to do a credit disservice to, to Cooper because he got Forest up and they, they weren't a bad team last year. Like once they kind of settled with their style of play, I think at the start of the season, they struggled a little bit, but they were, they were comfortably safe from relegation last season. Don't want to do Cooper a kind of disservice, as I said, but they started the season well. Quite quite poorly under him, and I think Nuno just come in and kind of invigorated a lot of the players. And like Chris Wood, who got the equalizer to make it two two, like he's 
I mean, if you look at it, Nuno's, he's been there, done that. Right. He took that Wolves team, he came in and brought in the Portugueses <laughs> and managed to turn that team into a mid-table team. Right. And they were quite um, well-drilled. They yeah. had a decent style. Um, and for know, a team that came up from the championship, like he brought them up. So, quite counter-attacking yeah. as well. And, and, and he made them reliable and sturdy, I'd say. Uh, and I think that's what he's brought to this Forest team. Like you said, Cooper's brought them up. He's got a certain style. I think he needs a bit more experience in terms of like making that style fit Premier League and fit the players that you have, right? Because, yeah. cool, you might have a certain style, but you might not have the depth within your team. So you mean so then, more experienced players? Exactly. So, so then how like do you manage Luton, that? What Luton have done with Townsend how, and Barkley. That exactly. Kind of how do you deal with that, right? Because he had all those players. Um, I mean, he's got, what, Cheku Kiate, Sangare, yeah. all these players. So they've, they're, they're seasoned players, but they might not have the experience of surviving in the Premier League or play it being a mid-table team, yeah. right? And that's what Nuno brings to this Forest team. And you can see it immediately that he's got them a bit more um, compact. They're playing, you know, front, front um, for, football on the front foot. Yeah. Sometimes they're counter-attacking. I mean, if you look at again, the game against Newcastle, yeah. it was counter-attacking. Very much and, counter-attacking. Yeah. And Chris Wood looked like a, an elite striker. Right, um, I've never seen that with Steve Cooper's teams. Yeah, uh, no, so, true. um, I did, I did want to ask. I mean, how did they look on the whole against Brentford, and how did Tony look? Considering so, it was his first <clears throat> game back. Uh, so I'll start on Tony. I I thought he looked pretty good. I think the first kind of ten fifteen minutes, like he was trying too hard in it. Like mm. like he'd been he'd been missing it. And he was just trying to kind of force it, like, force yeah, something. Like it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't he kind of natural, just kind of play play as you do, like yeah. what you know yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. He was like he was just trying to do everything, so so to speak. But I think once he got his goal, we settled down, and like he, I didn't realize how good his hold up play was because like it's always when, been top two. When there's um kind of scrutiny on the player, sometimes you kind of watch them yeah a bit more, and like his hold up play like yesterday yeah, was, very was good. really good, very good. Okay. And um, I think those are the attributes that kind of separate him from like maybe your Solanke's or your or your Wilsons when it, when you go into that. Who's going to be potentially the second striker? Who's going to be Kane's backup? Yeah. yeah. So like, we've spoken about this. Like I think Watkins is going to potentially what? How many six strikers in the running? So Calvert what? Lewin, Watkins, yeah, Tony yeah. Wilson, yeah. Solanke. Yeah. Uh, there's one more. There's one more. Both I want. Like, yeah. I want to say Tammy Abraham, but <laughs> no chance. No, no chance. <laughs> no chance. But okay. yeah, I think um, Tony's hold-up play, as well as being able to put the ball in the back of the net, might separate him from Calvert Lewin, Solanke, maybe Wilson. But again, like Eddie and Ketia. That was the sixth striker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he needs to worry about playing for Arsenal first. <laughs> <laughs> then England, but um, yeah, I think if he takes, I think if Southgate takes three strikers, Kane's shooing, Watkins, even though he hasn't scored for a while, I think I think Tony would be the, 
that one, but you never know with Southgate. Mm. But yeah, I've, I, yeah, I think he he's back at the right time for Brentford. Like with Wormo being out and um, Wissa in in Afcon, like they need someone who can put the ball in the back of the net in their absence. And I think I'm not sure how long Wormo is out for, but if they can get Wissa back unscathed from Afcon, Tony. And Bromo, when he's back, like that front three is a, mm. a pretty decent Premier League front three. Um, in terms of Forest, um, I thought they played well. Again, they were more on the counter side, like they, like they were against Newcastle. But I think you kind of expect that with teams around the relegation zone. It's, very, it's not very often you will see a team down there that's kind of looking to be free flowing and on the front foot away from home, especially kind of a, a, against a team. It is rare. Fight. I yeah. mean. And Iriola's got Bournemouth on the front foot and it seems to be working for them. Yeah. But uh, And it would be good if more teams tried that. But a lot of, unfortunately, the talent gap is just, you try to play football against a team like Man City, you're going to get kicked off the park. Yeah. This is, you know what I mean? And to so, be fair, Iriola's had, had a pre-season here. So he's had a time to bed in kind of how he wants to play. Mm. And I think with him, like we'll touch on Bournemouth Liverpool later, just... It just took a, took a while for it to, yeah. to get yeah. running, so to speak. But um, I I don't think Nottingham Forest will be in trouble. Like, I know they're, what are they? They're 16th. They got 20 points. Luton on 18th with 16 points. I, I think Nuno's got enough in him as a manager to keep them up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the goal this season. Like, when, whenever a manager gets sacked around that kind of, when your team is that low in the league, it's ultimately just whoever comes in keep us up in it. Mm-hmm. If, if you can get us higher up the league as, as much as you can, all well and good. But yeah, I think it's just... Yeah, of, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I can't... I definitely don't see them going down. Um, I don't think they'll do much business this this window. No. Well, summer. to be fair, with the sanctions that have just hit them, <laughs> it's very unlikely. Well, this is it now because if they get charged on a points deduction, then there's a possibility that they may yeah, they may go down anyway. So, they may yeah, go down. We have to see. Yeah. But yeah, we can touch on that um, in our topic section, actually. That'd be good to get your views on that. Um, so yeah, Chris Wood makes it 2-2. And then just three minutes later, I'm not sure, have you seen Neil Morpay's goal? No, I've not seen it. <laughs> so um, the ball's fizzed into him. He's got his back to goal. And he's got to control it with his instep. So he's like lifted up his foot a little bit. It's, it's a very good touch, actually. And the ball's kind of spun to his left. So he turned and just hit it on the half volley after the good touch. And it was, it was a really good goal, actually. Like, I'm like, who scored that? Morpé? Nah. <laughs> it, it's one of them ones. Well, I mean, he, when he has a Brentford shirt on, he seems to know where the goal is. This is true. Reverted back to type before his, um, his few big money moves. But, um, yeah, Brentford saw out the game 3-2. Um, that moved them above Nottingham Forest in the table. So they're now 14th with 22 points. Again, I wouldn't say they're in a relegation battle, but they're there or thereabouts. Like if they if they hadn't won on Saturday, mm. like it would have been only three points ahead of, of Luton. But I think, again, same with Wolves. Sorry, not Wolves. I've got Nuno on my head. He was Wolves manager. Same with Nottingham Forest. I think they will have too much more than the teams that are in, foot in the bottom three mm-hmm. right now. 
So I don't see them getting relegated, to be Fair honest. Enough. I think it will be, yeah, if they, they might be in a scrap, but I think they'll have enough. Like I say, if they get the front three back, I think they, they will be, they'll be fine. Um, Tony, we mentioned him a couple of times. What's, what's, what's good for him like in terms of goal assist-wise or just goals? I know some people don't like the whole GA thing. What would be... What do, what do you think, think he got to do? I think if he hits 15. 15 combined? Combined. That'd be really good. I think that's a good season. That's yeah. a good um, return for half a season. 15 combined. Ideally, yeah. 10 goals, 5 assists. Yeah. Ideally. I mean, yeah. so Brentford have in got... a perfect world, 15 goals. Brentford would, <laughs> Brentford would prefer 15 goals, right? Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah. So, yeah, they've got 18 games left. And if he can get, like you say, 15 GNA in that time, you would think that would do very well to kind of keep them away from any kind of yeah. relegation struggles that they um, that they might have. So, yeah. So, moving on to uh, today's fixture, which was quite, quite, um, quite eventful. So, Sheffield United 2, West Ham 2. So, um, Cornet opened the scoring for West Ham in this match. It was his um, first, first goal for West Ham. He's been there quite some time. He got a bit of pelters for his performance in the FA Cup replay midweek. So, I think he'd be happy that he, um, he scored to get a bit of a, a monkey off his... Off his back. Um, I was about to say I was surprised he's he scored, but then again, and he's not at Afcon. But then again, he's hardly played for West Ham, so yeah, this is it. Yeah. So I think this is his second season, and this is his twenty eighth game. So it's not a it's not, it's a, good not return. a like, yeah, it's not a fantastic return for him. Um, West Ham were pretty. I don't want to say lackluster, but for taking the lead, they didn't kind of capitalize on that. And Sheffield United were, like, really in the game. And in the lead-up to half-time, I thought it would have been a bit of a disservice them not being level. But um, Brereton Diaz. Big Ben. <laughs> back in back Chilean in England, wonder. Yeah, back in England after an unsuccessful spell at Villarreal, which I'm a little bit surprised about, just because I know he went from the championship to La Liga. Mm-hmm. But he was clearly better than the, than the championship level, I'd say. Like, I think he kind of knew that himself. So went to challenge himself. Well, he's like, proved it yeah. by playing for Chile and scoring. Yeah, I was saying, like, becoming a, a certified Chile, Chilean like, International, yeah. Like, playing well in, um, what's their tournament? Copa America. Copa America, et cetera. But yeah, he didn't play many games over at Villarreal. I think he played like less than five games in total. Um, yeah. So I'm not surprised that a Premiership team has has gone in for him. And Sheffield United could do with someone who can put the ball in the in the back of the net. Like yeah. if you look at their strikers, Ollie McBurney, you get your old goal here and there. Rian Brewster never really lived up to the hype and price tag since he's been there. Um, so. Yeah, I think it could be a good a good deal for them all round. Um, I don't know. Do you think he might be putting himself in the shop window for other Premier League teams? Because let, let's say Sheffield United go down, which is pretty much likely. I doubt he'll want to go back to the Championship so soon. 
if a, if a loan... So this or, was a permanent move? No, no, it's a loan, but I'm just saying just how it's transpiring at the minute. It doesn't look like he's going to stay at Villarreal. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's putting his, himself in the shot window for other I personally teams? think he's already been in the shot window. I'm surprised a move to the Prem hasn't come sooner. Okay. Um, I'm definitely surprised one of the lower promoted teams or one even one of the lower teams relegation, relegation fodder um, hadn't tried to pick him up. Maybe they have and just the deal didn't work and maybe like you said he thought he was better than that and yeah. he wanted to go and take the challenge of playing for Villarreal. Now, why that hasn't worked out who knows? Could be a language barrier. Could just be he's not up to the challenge. Could be he's just not settling well. Um, I definitely believe, like you said, he's better than the championship. He needs to prove himself in the prem. Um, I would like to see him in the prem. I think he's a decent striker. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I'd like to see maybe a mid-table team or a, a team that's gonna. They know they're gonna scrap. In a yeah. relegate, have a relegation scrap, you know, pick him up and see what he does for them. Because like we said, he's, he's proven at an international level in terms of he he's doing a job for Chile. Yeah. Why couldn't he come in and do it? Okay, the Prem's different. It's a different kettle of fish. Um, some would argue the standard of players that he's playing against are much higher. Um, but why not give him? Why not give him a chance? Yeah, no, I fully You've agree. Got players like Danny Ings and. <laughs> Well, etc. Knocking about. Speaking about Danny, Danny Ings, <laughs> so it's half. It's it's one one at half time, going into the second half. Pretty much much more muchness in terms of how the game is. Nothing really outstanding, and then Danny Ings does a bit of jinky me jinky <laughs> <laughs> in, in the box, and and gets fouled. Seventy um, ninth minute, West Ham get a penalty. Ward Prowse steps up. Ward Prowse on a penalty, does what he does, scores straight down the middle. 2-1 to West Ham. And that kind of was a bit of a sucker punch to Sheffield United. Like I say, the game was pretty even up until then. And yeah, it took a bit of wind out of their sails. So game just kind of petering out, gets to like the 90th minute. And uh, Bruce Dar, who we just mentioned earlier, he goes in, I can't remember what West Ham player it was, forgive me, but goes in kind of two-footed, Duds up, sliding tackle, misses the ball completely, and he's shown a, a red card, which is totally justified, like no kind of argument with that. And you just think West Ham are going to see out the game. But then um, Kufal gets booked twice in quick succession, which ends up with him getting sent off in the 90 plus 7th minute. From that resulting free kick from his second yellow, the ball's played into the West Ham box and Ariola comes out, tries to punch the ball, catches McBurney and is um, unfortunately catches him and a penalty is awarded to Sheffield United. From my view, I thought it was very soft because he clearly kind of had his eyes on the ball. There was Ariola, McBurney and another West Ham player all kind of just going up at the same time and it was just unfortunate he got caught, but I don't think it was malicious. And I I thought VAR might have kind of overturned it, looking at the replays, but they stuck with the on-field decision. And <clears throat> McBurney steps up in, I think it was like the 103rd minute to equalise pretty much the last kick of the game, make it 2-2. Um, so that moves Sheffield United to 10 points. They're still bottom of the league. 
and a seven points from safety. <clears throat> West Ham are still six, um, 35 points. And like the question I wanted to ask was there's, there's rumblings about how well David Boyd is doing and does he deserve a new contract? They've already said they're not going to give him a contract or they're at and, least going to look at it at the end of the season. But the likelihood is then they're going to move him on. Yeah, and just some some disgruntled West Ham fans. Is this a case of like the whole entitlement factor ruining its head again? In because, regards to what? Just because, so West Ham, they won the Conference League last year. So there's a level of expe- expectation on them now. So for me, outside looking in, I see West Ham are in sixth position above Brighton, Chelsea, Newcastle. They top their Europa League group. What's there to gripe about right now? Because playing wise, I don't they're not kind of playing boring football. And they've got a lot of a lot of injuries at the minute. I mean, so why I mean, why so... would why would a West Ham fan at this point in time, or even the West Ham owners, be like, we could do better? Because that's uh, you strike while the iron's hot, right? And like, I, I, this like, is, I was just about to say that. <laughs> no, because that's what it, that's what it boils down to. And I was I hate to, I hate to. I know you're just gonna hear this and laugh, but I hate to get to this point and be like, I agree with him because if you if the momentum's there, like you said, they've they they're, they're coming off a Euro Europe Europa Conference win. Yeah. They top the Europa League group. They're six. They're within touching distance of. Well, not say touching distance. They're within reach of the of um, Champions League positions. More than likely, they're not going to get those, but yeah. they're within reach. Uh, and I, I personally feel like their performances are not great, from what I've seen. I mean, what about the Arsenal? It one? looks typical Moyes ball. Not even against Arsenal. Uh, I mean, you get okay one offs, but as a, as a fan, you want you want consistency. You don't want one offs. Right, I know consistency is hard, yeah. and it, that's what that's the difference between great teams and average teams. It's the teams that can be consistent, right? So, of course, as a fan, you're going to say, "Well, we're, we've got momentum. Don't wait until that momentum dies out. Let's get rid of him, bring someone else in, but and I'm, push forward." But I'm on the mindset of he he's the driving force behind the momentum, like. Season before, so they won the Conference League last year. Their league form wasn't great. But season before then, they finished seventh. Yeah, because I think that's what mm. got them into the Conference League, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So he's shown he can take West Ham higher up the league. I think last year we kind of discussed about he might have tried to change his style in terms of the signings and et cetera, where I think now he's kind of got the balance of the, I wouldn't say marquee signing, but like your known players like mm-hmm. Ward Prowse and Kudus. Kudus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's got the balance of getting established players in, in in terms of signings and getting the results on the pitch. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, Moyes is doing all right. Personally, I think it would be very hard. Like if they finish, if they finish sixth or seventh and get to like the Europa League quarterfinals semi-final maybe even further like, mm. I, d- I don't know who like, obviously there's people out there managers that we don't know etc who could like bring on and kick on but I think it would be very harsh <laughs> personally 
I, I, I don't think it'll be harsh because I've, I think Moyes is, he's reaching the end of his tenure uh, at West Ham personally. Um, I think he's done well. He's got them to a certain point. Um, I think it's time to bring in fresh blood. New, younger manager that's, that's hungry, that's got a bit about him, that can carry West Ham to the next level. Because right now they're teetering on that, on that. We're 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 no longer we're mid table, but we're pushing to become part of the top six, right? Mm. Um, they're a striker. I think they're a very clinical striker away from top six. Yeah, I think they've got a very good yeah. team. Um, and even the team that they have now, I think a better manager than Moyes will get them really knocking on that door. The same way Aston Villa. Knocking on the door, yeah. I think a, a really good manager will take this West Ham team and do what um, Emery. Emery, Unai Emery's doing with Aston Villa. I, I drew a blank there for some reason. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I, I, I would love to see someone else come in and see what they can do with this team because I know everyone says like I said everyone says oh they haven't got a number nine but number nines are hard to find right now so you're going to have to work with what you've got <laughs> no let's be real they're hard to find right now that's why you've got Vlahovic who's there's um, talk about him moving and the price tag is insane yeah. it's because the number nines genuine number nines are hard to find yeah. these and days he's not even so. prolific to be exactly so so it, it's going to be a case of just work with what you have. And if Moyes can't take this crop of players to the next stage, bring someone else in. So going back to what you said in terms of Moyes just kind of being consistent and needing being needed and the need to go to the next level, is this a kind of indication of how football's changed over the years? So if you take Moyes' tenure at Everton, where he was there for like nearly 10 years, mm-hmm. and he was... He was just seen as consistent. Like, I know he got them into the Champions League once one yeah. year. Yeah. But he would generally finish between, like, 5th and 10th. Yeah. And he was seen, like, in the eyes of Alex Ferguson as someone... I can't, obviously, I know he was younger. As the eyes of one of the greatest managers, someone who could take a great club to the next level. Which baffled me, to be honest. <laughs> which, which, which didn't because happen. Because he's shown nothing. He's shown nothing to prove to... So, is it a case now of... Maybe not kind of so much in the lower leagues, like Championship League One, but in the Premier League, are we just saying that consistency doesn't really cut it? Unless you're consistently at the top, do you think there'll always be man- um, owners saying, I, I want to dine at the top table yeah. with the others? So, of course. A consistent man- being a consistent Premier League manager is not. <laughs> We're not a dead, so that the error of the steady Eddie is gone. Because the league's all about money. The higher you finish, the more money you make, right? Yeah. Um, with the TV revenues that are being dished out, players are, clubs are, they have, um, I want to say, they have uh, more room to, and, and more buying power, right? So they can bring in players of a certain quality. So if I'm bringing in players of a certain quality and then also paying them a certain wage, the expectation now is different. Yeah. I also now want Europa, European ball. And now with the, the coefficients and that, the, the Premier League getting more European spots, teams are no longer just saying, I'm comfortable being um, mid-level. 
mid-table, steady Eddie. Yeah. We want to, yeah, like wanna you said, we want to dine, we want to dine at the top table. We want to get into Europe. Okay, now we've got into the Europa Conference League. Next season, we want the Europa League. Now we've got the Europa League. Now the next season, we want to push for top four in Champions League. So that, I think the expectations have evolved. I think, yeah, there, there's no more room for the steady Eddie. Um, and if there is, you only want to be there for so long. You don't just want to sit as a mid-table team forever. Right? Yeah. Because those around you will eventually evolve and you will get left behind. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I just thought that was a, like an interesting point that you that you mentioned. So, yeah, it's, it's good to do a, a little comparator. <clears throat> so, yeah, that finished Sheffield United to West Ham United. Right, moving to the first game of the weekend. Arsenal v Crystal Palace. So, before we talk about the game, do you think there's a bit of pressure on uh, Arsenal going into... 100%. What do you think, T? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> why, is that? definitely. why is that? Definitely. Um, Sorry to interrupt, but I had a disastrous December as one of the... <laughs> one of the um... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so it's not, it's not <laughs> Dirty December. <laughs> dirty December. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? It's, it was a bad December. We all saw it was a bad December. Three losses in a row. <sighs> Major pressure But It was a good game To come back to Palace at home Should just do the job in it And we've done the job Emphatically um, 5-0 And that's what we needed really We didn't need the 1-0 2-1 Get the um, Get the confidence back Move on How for, did, they, how, how did you like look? Because I, I I just saw the notifications flash out. I saw Gabriel, then Gabriel, and then obviously the second one got changed to an own goal. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit shocked. I was like, right, like Gabriel's like, what's going on here? That, yeah. That's got to be like set pieces, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, were, they were saying they turned into Stoke instead of Arsenal. <laughs> what? No, that's, like, that, that's just rubbish. <laughs> but, like, okay, to be but, okay, honest, that, it's corners. Uh, that's not stuck. It's corners. And set, to be set, fair, set Arsenal are not known for corners, right? Yeah, we I'm got saying. a set piece coach. We have a Rah. set piece coach. Yeah, they have. He's, he's, he's doing he, he's, 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 he? he's, yeah. he's earning his coin, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And those away, goals yeah. and those goals, it relaxed us a lot, and 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 you know took all the jitters and the mm. whatever's out of the stadium and that. So I think it that, that Gabriel was a beast. At, 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 Nearly every bloody corner. We done well. We done well. Okay. We what, done I, well. what I would say though is that outside of those um, set pieces, in the, especially in the first half, we didn't offer offer much in terms of making Henderson have to make a save or troubling him. So I'm I'm not saying like you didn't play well. Yeah. But I just think if you just look at it contextually, yeah. Those. Without the, without those set pieces, you didn't offer much in terms of a goal of a goal for it. That ch- obviously that changed in the second half because it's a totally different game, etc. Yeah, but I think the subs, uh, the subs changed the game definitely. Yeah, I think Crystal Palace were, were set up quite well to handle Arsenal, and yeah, but they were they were really good set pieces. And um, I think the stat is that you scored the most set piece goals in the Premier League this this season. So yeah, um, your set piece coach is, is he's clearly doing his job. <laughs> he's yeah, definitely. His but it's interesting though. Like a couple of years ago, Liverpool hired a, a throwing coach. A throwing coach. Yeah. So these are like the little nuances that kind of I'd say the top managers and I'd say both of the top clubs are looking at 
Because throwing coach is mad, though. I, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> not going to I was going to give it to you, but yeah, no, yeah, no, no, but throwing coach is mad, though. beat me to it. It is, it is mad, but it shows Because you don't like, need a throw-in coach. Like, a normal, the coaches that are there should be like, all right, let's do this little pattern. You come in, drop out, and spin like, out, and do this. Why do I need a dedicated yeah, actual throwing coach? coach. So, apparently, it's not just about kind of where, where you throw it. It's kind of when, when you get a throw-in, it's how your players are set up. So it's not just the yeah, person. Yeah, but that's what T, T just literally said. Patterns, patterns. Yeah, but if there's someone who can elevate your coach's knowledge of a I particular subject. So what do coaches do then? Well, it's working, isn't it? Like, no, imagine, no, no, yeah, but whatever, you're a coach. But I'm thinking, what, so we can't figure it out? Like, <laughs> But you, you have attacking coaches, you have defensive coaches, yeah. right? Yeah. I remember when I was um, training at a semi-pro team, we had a coach come in there were two coaches come in for one session and the one was a specific attacking coach. Mm. So when we done our training, he worked on literally just attacking, attacking patterns of yeah, play. Yeah. And then one coach was coaching the defenders and he was coaching them on how yeah. to operate against those patterns, right? Um, and then you have your standard coaches that will cover everything. Yeah. Why is it that not one of those coaches knows how to work a throw-in? Why do I have to now go get someone who sits there and just analyzes? And I think we, to over, point, we overdo it. Yeah, I, 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 to me, it feels like it's overdoing it. It's, it's, it feels like overkill. But to Keith's point, I understand, you know, the, the, the small details. Someone's and, looked at stats saying we, we, we lose the ball 90% of our throw-ins. We don't retain the ball or something. Let's bring in someone. That specifies in this to keep the ball when we've yeah, got. I don't know. Feels, it's just mad. Yeah, it, it feels like overkill think, to me. Yeah. So like Attacking the guy, coach, the guy is Thomas coach, goalkeeping coach Thomas Bonimar, <laughs> and it says he helps the players to improve their throwing technique so they can throw the ball more efficiently. Working on video analysis and thirty different technical aspects. So he he he's found something. I would love I market. would love to see his <laughs> session. No, seriously, I would it love must, to see it his must session. Be a Mazza, I would love to see his session. For Jurgen Klopp to be like, yeah, we need to sign him, and it says here he's worked with Ajax, Leipzig, Leipzig, Gen, yeah. and Brentford. So whatever he's showing him, that, that PowerPoint is thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. I, have you seen? Have you lot? You lot of Liverpool guys. Have you seen the different students? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen it be effective? <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm not even a one, you lot of match? Nah. <laughs> not at all. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, Gabriel scores the, the first header from a corner on the 11th minute. And then um, the second corner, 37th minute, Gabriel gets his head to it, but it's given to a, as a Henderson own goal. I think because the ball was, wasn't on target, it was kind of heading back across the goal. No, no, across mm. the yeah, hit Henderson and goes in, given own goal. Henderson tried to claim he was bumped or whatever, but I just think he wasn't the usual. strong yeah. enough to, Benny White to get there. just stood in front of him. Yeah, this is it. So yeah, 2-0 at halftime. As I said, game was pretty even, aside from the set pieces. But yeah, second half, Arsenal kind of turned the dial up a little bit and kind of shown what they're about, really. Like, like I said, they haven't scored in X amount of games. And I think they were, I think they were mindful of that. Mm. Like, I think the um, the break to Dubai helped them out. Mm. Um, <laughs> the less said about that and certain activities, the better. Hey, <laughs> Arteta. <laughs> no, we're not breezing by that one. Mm. <laughs> Arteta was out there getting <laughs> fed. <laughs> He's living his life. He was, man. He was. Leave, leave him alone. He you know, he regretted it soon, straight as soon as it happened. He was like, damn. 
Like, it is what it is, man. Um, I thought the I thought the third goal was really good. So I think the cross was played in by one of the Crystal Palace players. Uh, Raya comes out, claims it really well, and just throws, just throws it straight out to Jesus to get Arsenal on their counter attack. And it was pretty much like a pin perfect pass from Jesus to Trossard, who was helped out by Klein slipping. <laughs> but I think like he he done enough to kind of yeah. put him off and slide it in. So three 0 by the 59th minute, and it's pretty much kind of game sewn up. Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace had a few kind of long-range efforts from Eze, but then by the time Martinelli comes in and scores kind of two late counter-attacking goals, which are really good finishes, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd add. Kind of, they were like pretty much the same finish, carbon copy, weren't they? In the 94th and 95th minute, wrap the game up for Arsenal, get them back on track. Um do you think this will kind of rejuvenate yourselves and hopefully you can kind of kick on and, and maintain a, a title challenge? I still see a bit of the old, the bit of the old Arsenal. So when you say old, you mean last season or yeah, previous that, season? Last year, let's say. Still see a bit of that. It wasn't really free-flowing mm. and punishing them on the attacks and stuff like that. Um, but the jitters and everything that came with it, I think that was the perfect game to have. 5-0, done. I was impressed with Jorginho when he come on. Very impressed with him. Um, I think this... I was very impressed with Raya as well. Distribution all game was good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there, was, there was one incident where he's kicking, nearly caught him out in the... The first, first and half. then he made a good yeah, save. Yeah, he made a save. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. But I feel like that, that was a good game. That was a game that I've actually seen him and said, yeah, Done well, um, Jorginho is. I I really think he's staking his claim to start some of these games. You know, oh, really? I'm, I'm I'm being real. Like he, him, Rice and Odegaard look very good in the midfield. I I think that's a good point in midfield. Yeah, it's it, it, you can see as well. Like they're, I, they're I, not ball. I I wouldn't call them right. Um, Odegaard and Jorginho ball winners, mm. but. On the ball, they'll keep that ball. They'll yeah. keep you ticking. Yeah. They'll keep yeah. you lot yeah. ticking. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah. Martinelli. Hopefully, that he kicks on from that. Brilliant finishes. Brilliant for his confidence. He didn't start, so to come on after seeing the guy that replaced you scored. Cool. Yeah, coming on, mm. banging to. Can't get better than that. <laughs> so, Arsenal have got Forest away, Liverpool at home. West Ham away in the next three league games. What point expectation would you would you I think want, Forest will be tough. If, so you'd want nine points, obviously, but what do you Keep what do you think? Who's it? Forest, Liverpool, and who? Forest away, Liverpool at home, West Ham away. It's tough, mate. Um two points. <laughs> I had to genuinely be... I genuinely can see them coming away with zero. No, I couldn't I am not gonna lie to Forest and West Ham games are tough games. Uh, they, this is what I'm saying. They're tough games. Um, and Liverpool at home. But it's Liverpool. So. <laughs> See, this is why this 5-0 performance, although it's great and it, it boosts These confidence. These next games are the real games. These, This is where it gets real tricky because yeah. you could have, a, it could be a false sense of... But what, what, 
we can only do, we can only, like, we've played this game now. We had Palace at home. It's like an okay game. Like, yeah, we should go out there and do it. But if we didn't do it, yeah. it would have been another thing. So we it. actually did do it properly. 5-0, swept them later. Boom. Now we go into Forest. So it's only confidence, isn't it, mm-hmm. from that. So hopefully we go there and do a job. Um, and then move on to Liverpool. And I feel like we will win. All right. I'm just saying, have you not got this Trent back for that? Don't worry about it. You I'm see, just asking. Did you, did you see Joe Gomez's assist today? It's Salah. Did you see Joe Gomez's assist today? No, I'm fine today? with Joe Gomez. Salah, Salah didn't play in the is FA Cup game. No, I'm just asking, is Salah going to be there? No. no. Unlikely. And Trent, no. He's more likely. So they said Trent was two weeks and he's just been a week, so he might be. Cool. Yeah, no, but you never know. But I feel like we're going to win that. That's just me. <laughs> but right. if I'm like saying the... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we got five points. For winning two draws. I can hear okay, that. Yeah, not I can bad, hear that. Bad. What do we think about Palace? I was just... That was my, my next point. So, there was a a protest in the stands by some of the, the fans. I don't know if you saw the banner. So, the banner yeah, said... what was that about? Wasted potential on and off the pitch. Weak decisions taking us backwards. So, there were... Rumbling in the FA Cup replay against Everton in the week. So um, he made certain subs that they weren't mm. happy with, the travelling fans, and they booed the subs that Roy Hodgson made. There, <laughs> seems to, <laughs> there seems to be a bit of rumblings that he's reverting back to when he got sacked a couple seasons ago rather than the style of football he was playing at the back end of last season that mm-hmm. was kind of free-flowing Got them Freshy scoring like four, four goals in like two games, etc., where everyone was kind of happy. And there's a feeling that he's kind of reverted back to his old type and there's a lot of disgruntled Palace fans. So what what do you think's next for them? Like what, yeah, what, what do that what do they expect though? Who did they sign in the summer? Uh Lerma. Mm-hmm. I think that was Is that it? What do you expect? Yeah, I think that was it, yeah. What do you expect? Like, the strikers in. So strikers can't hit a barn door. Yeah. The only players they At least saying Eze can't stay it. fit. And they, yeah, and they don't stay fit. But they're the only and ones. Lise as well. So yeah. him going backwards, I heard like some things of like he, he's starting to play older players now. He's not playing the youth anymore. Yeah. He's, so he's trying to get something. He's trying to do tried and trusted now, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's nothing like, He hasn't got anything He can't sign players Like whatever But What do the Palace fans want? Yeah and I think it's a bit hard Because obviously Eze's been injured Every now and again this season mm. Elise had a Quite a bad injury Only really just come back Jordan Ayew's at the at AFCON Yeah at AFCON And um, Like he He's the, bizarrely the most failed player In the Premier League mm. <laughs> So he's doing He's doing something mm. To kind of even if he's just being busy. So obviously they're missing that. They're, they're 15th in the league, 21 points, five points off the relegation zone. Do you think Roy Hodgson sees out the end of the season if results don't pick up? Oh, he'll, be, he, he'll be there to the end of the season. Yeah. So he, he, whether so he think, stays beyond that is another question. Did he say this is his last season? Or? Well, well, no, because yeah. his contract is only for yeah, the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, his contract's right? up. I don't think it's going to be renewed. I I personally don't think he's going to see out the end of the season. You think they're going to sack him? I think if results kind of... So they've only they won one in the last five. I think if results kind of continue as they are, 
And we mentioned on the pod last week, you've got um, managers like Graham Potter who are out of work, mm. who Daz and I agreed on would we think he would be a perfect fit. Yeah, you might as well get, get rid now, isn't mm. it? And just get someone mm. in. If definitely if Potter's available. Yeah, like if, uh, yeah, I think it would, I think it would be a smart move because I, so I went to the Palace Liverpool game. They played really well, but there was just, there was no cutting edge. Like even though they took the lead and they're like, they obviously they had a sending off, etc. There was just something missing about them. And I think that's what the fans are kind of worried about whether that spark is going to come back and whether Roy Hodgson's the man. If we're being honest, Palace have never been that team. They've Mm. never had a team where you look back and go, oh yeah, I could see them pushing onto Europe. They've never had that. As you just said, mediocrity don't cut it. I know, no, but I'm I'm saying they they are, (laughs) they they are the definition. I I actually think that they could be a couple signings away from being a good, like, knocking on the door of the those conference places or something mm. like that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. swear down because yeah. you got Elise, you got Eze, you got Tyreek Mitchell, you got mm-hmm. Gay. Mm-hmm. Add a couple players in there, proper players. They Just need a good striker. striker, but strikers are hard they, to find now. Yeah, and keep them 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 young players fit, and they could be doing bits. Yeah, yeah. I think if you, um, <clears throat> I, was, I can't remember when Crystal Palace last came up from the championship. I don't think it was. Was like, it the Andy Johnson? That time, yeah. they haven't been done since then, have they? they I mean, need, not, they need him back. Nah, they, they might have been. <laughs> but you... I, I can say, if you look at teams like Brentford, Fulham, Bournemouth, like Wolves, they're teams that have come up in and around the same time as Palace or after Palace. Yeah, and they just kind of settled in it. Like even Brighton settled Premier League teams, mm. where Crystal Palace just kind of. They don't seem like they're settled as a, a Premier League team. Like they could be on the verge of flirting with, with relegation, which is not what them or their, or their fans want. No, so. it was the uh, Zaha Balassi. Zaha. Balassi. Oh, so, okay, so it's yes. been a while. So they, but, but I even stretched my point. Like yeah, these yeah. other teams have come up and it might be down to investment and et cetera. But they haven't, they haven't kicked on like they should if they've been in the league well, the, so, the, so long. The, the teams that have come out, look at, they've spent a lot of money. This is it. And they, I was listening to Simon Jordan um, the other day on TalkSport mm-hmm. and he was talking about uh, the current owner. Parish. Yeah, Parish. He's, he doesn't think he's making wise decisions in terms of running the club. But, you know, we didn't want to get too no, involved in... in, in, in <laughs> Jordan's not very complimentary of many people no, no, outside not. of himself. So. Um, yeah. But... And he said the one thing that he said he said that I'd noticed as well they've they've stopped investing in the youth like mm. trying to bring through because remember Palace there was a time mm. when under Jordan you had all them Proper. Palace players yeah. coming through Klein Victor Moses yeah. Victor Moses mm. um, which is surprising Scannel, considering like, there was bare of them coming through they've just got a new training complex yeah which is would be state of the art you'd think yeah <laughs> so yeah um, yeah it's interesting Crystal Palace's predicament. We yeah have to keep an eye on on that one. So yeah, they've got Sheffield United next at home. Um, I think if they don't get three points there, I think the pressure would really be on Mr. Hodgson. Uh, Arsenal went level with Man City on points, even though they played the game more. Are you are you in the title race? Yeah, yeah. I said it. I said it. 28 games. If we're still like that, 
those points. I'm fine. Let's okay. go. Let's That's go good. in the last ten. Let's see what happens. Yeah, you always you always back it. I respect that. <laughs> I respect. You that. gotta be there or thereabouts in the last ten games, isn't it? It's gotta be. <laughs> gotta be touch tight. Right. The the last of the weekend's fixtures so far. Um, <clears throat> AFC Bournemouth nil. Liverpool four. Wow, well done. <laughs> Bournemouth. So, same, same Bournemouth that slapped Man United 3 0. Man United. <laughs> <laughs> Man United are dead. <laughs> so, you know, we're not getting our flowers for like getting a. No, I, a give, it, I, give, at, I give it. At the most informed team in the league. Yeah, I'll give it home. to you. Bournemouth have been doing well recently, so I'll give it to you, but. <laughs> Fair enough. It's Bournemouth, innit? So, Isaac, do to give you a quick analysis of the, of the game? Tough first half, I thought. That's it. They, they, Bournemouth came out, all guns blazing, um, put us under pressure from the jump. Um, our young midfield looked looked a bit shaky. Harvey Elliott kept giving the ball away. Mm-hmm. Um, Curtis Jones looked a bit overrun. And then we grew into the game. Alex, uh, do you know who really stood out for me on the, in that first, first 15, though? McAllister. Yeah. He looked, as much as they say that's not his position, he looked absolutely sure of himself. Yeah, I thought he His passing well. range, that ball he slapped out to the left wing to Nunes, the ball that he pinged into Elliot's feet, um, he looked proper in there. Uh, we grew into the game, nothing really came of it. And then Bournemouth came back at us, put us a bit under pressure. I was a bit shocked about that. I thought, bloody hell, what's going on? <laughs> like, we just warmed into the game. Now, all of a sudden, we're back on the back foot again. Yeah. Um, so, just before we scored, um, there was a tackle on Luis Diaz. Yeah. By, Disgraceful. By Clive. Straight red. Where the general consensus of fans who have seen it, Said it should have been a red card. Straight red. Didn't even get a booking. There was the no retrospective <laughs> ban. So wait, it didn't get a booking. Nothing the on the pitch. Play on. So the VAR can't look at it or did look at it or what? Looked at it and said carry on. Yeah, looked at it. So VAR actually looked at it and said cool. Yeah. yeah, and it was very reminiscent of Jones's against Tottenham, where he kind of just went over the ball. Studs on his studs. His whole foot was here, but he didn't really like go over the ball. So yeah, I think that was a bit of a. A contentious one to be to be looked at. But, you know, do you know what it is? You just have to get on with it. I yeah. think if you make a fuss about it, it's yeah. much about nothing. We've done it all season. Just get on with it. They, 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 they will see it after the fact and they'll know they've made a mistake. Leave them to it. Yeah. Second half kicks in. Yep, and then Liverpool start really fast. Um, Joe Gomez fires a ball into Curtis Jones, chests it down, passes it off to Jota, who plays a first-time pass to Darwin. Who slots it? Really good finish. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed with with that, and that kind of settles Liverpool's nerves down a little bit. And then Gakpo sets up Jota in the 70th minute to make it two nil. And then young Connor Bradley, who has played really well in the absence mm-hmm. of Trent Alexander Arnold, he has, he has, sets up Jota to make it three nil. <clears throat> having to take two bites of the cherry to put the ball away but he does it and then Joe Gomez Joe Gomez sorry that's his best Trent impression with a fine ball into Nunes right on the plate 
And even when listen, listen, right. <laughs> I I I'm not a hundred percent on this newness train. Oh, I'm fully aware of this. <laughs> right. And it's moments like these <laughs> that make me go, that it's just what is this? Because even when he scores sometimes, he look, like I've said, I've said it before. When he scores, he looks like luck. Mm. He don't look like he don't look like a clinical striker, like mm. a boom, like an Henri yeah. slot open the body, far corner. Yeah. He don't look like a um, I don't know, uh, Erling Haaland, just power, just pure finesse and power. He don't look like none of that. He just looks like when he scores, it's like, oh my god, I scored. How <laughs> <laughs> like, did that happen? <laughs> Oh, the yeah. ball's whipped in. It was an unconventional, cross. unconventional finish. And it looked like he's gone to he's gone to hit it, but he's lost his foot in. He's hit his foot and gone in. <laughs> it, it it just looks nuts. It looks nuts. <sighs> I thought he was a natural goal scorer. This is what I don't understand. But I, do you know what? I, I was listening to um, radio on the way in, and one of the callers said that it's putting him out on the left is the best thing. Because yeah, yeah, up the up top, when he's you're you're forcing him to move around as a as a number nine, as a poacher or whatever which whichever role you're giving him, it's not suit. It doesn't suit him. But if you put him out in the wing where he can use his attributes, which is yeah. that of an athlete, he likes to get more touches and run at players. He becomes more effective, right? And I think that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe Klopp just has to. But I saw when the, the the little bit that I did see of the match when Gakpo come on, didn't he go out on the left? Not Nunes, Gakpo went yeah. out on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? But they were quite interchangeable because even Diaz started on. And the this right, is what I was going to say. Was... Klopp needs to go back to just saying, "You three, figure it out." Yeah, I'm yeah. going to start you like this, but float. Yeah. But you're going to float because you know at some point give Nunes a chance out left, Diaz you go out right, Gakpo in the middle rotate. And figure it out, right? Because if you keep Nunes up top through the middle, it just he becomes ineffective. He doesn't do much. He just yeah, runs yeah. at players and yeah, the chaos stuff. Yeah, I'm not yeah, for he it. Was, he was less chaotic today, but still effective. Yeah, essentially what we want to see. From I'm him. happy he scored. Good for him. Good on him. Hopefully he carries on, carries this form onto the next few games. But um. Yeah, he just there's no finesse about him, man. It's it's just it's like a bull in a china shop, literally. But the, the, this is what you lot liked when he first come, though. And I... <laughs> that's what you lot liked. But, the chaos. But the thing is, like the debate we were having maybe like a month, six weeks ago was like being reliant on on Salah, and Salah hasn't played in the last three games. Mm-hmm. We scored two against Arsenal. We scored two against Fulham. We scored four today. How many years he scored? Two. Darwin. Two. He scored two. two. Uh, Jota's been, basically, Jota's been the guy who stepped up. Mm. And I think that's what, that's what was needed. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if we're, if we were solely dependent on Salah, mm. then you could see where our season might derail. But you see like the others are kind of stepping up and saying, right, Salah's not here. We need to show the boss what we can do, show the fans what we can do. And that seems to be happening so far. Mm. So, yeah, let's see how that, that plans out. So, Liverpool are still top, um, 48 points from 21 played, five-point gap over City, Arsenal, and 
Aston Villa. Isaac, do you think we're ahead of schedule in terms of where we should be considering we had a rebuild or do you think this is just... So I said Klopp will always get back. Like, I, um, Tyrone and I had a debate back in the last season about whether Liverpool will come good again. I always thought we would. I didn't think we'd be where we are now. I thought we'd be... Why not? Just because of the midfield revamp, innit? We bought bought a a quality midfielder. Oh, no, I I know that. But sometimes it takes a a while to gel, innit? But, yeah. um, I'm not saying... I thought we'd be challenging, but I didn't think we'd be top with five points clear. That's what I'm saying. Oh, crazy. As soon as we got our new midfield in, I said, right, we're back. That's it, yeah? Because we've got the defence. We've got the the attack. Our our middle just needed a refresh. And it's not like we bought... um, you know, up and coming stars, up and coming yeah. and players that are unproven. Like McAllister, Hungarian international, McAllister's come from Brighton, so he's already played in the Prem, World Cup winner. Um, Sobozlai, he's a very good player. At the very least, he's an athlete. Yeah, so he he can get he can do got box to box. He's got the engine to do what he needs to do. Um, Gravin Birch is a talent. He's, he's a still... wonder kid. When are you a wonder kid? Yeah, yeah he's only twenty two. Like, yeah. a lot a lot of people forget. Ajax to Bayern. And he was highly touted. Yeah. So he's got he's got something about him. And then we brought in Endo, who's slowly winning sides. Huh? Title, title, title winning signings that that they could sure? prove to like, be. I heard you when, you, when, when we signed Endo, certain men were laughing in the room. No, that's Endo. That's one. <laughs> that's one man, isn't it? But McAllister, Sobaslai. Well, it look it looks like it could be Raven Birch. So yeah, let's. Uh. Let's see. Um, so, yeah, Liverpool have got Fulham next in the second leg of the, the League Cup, which I'm sure they were going to quite confident. Then they got Norwich at home in the FA Cup next weekend. And then their next league game is against Chelsea at home. So, wait. So. Chelsea at home, Arsenal away, Burnley at home. Yep. Sure. Nine, Nine points. Nine points. Nine points. Standing on it. Okay. Nine points. And you've got you've got to play three games before you reach Arsenal. We've just got one game. Keep the momentum going. Alright, cool. Winning breeds confidence. Okay. We've got Fulham in the League Cup. Yeah, we'll Fulham play, in the League we'll Cup. play a weekend team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think you will, you know. I think you'll go for that. I think you can go strong against Fulham and rest against Norwich. You go you go you go you lot try and go weak against Fulham. You might Yeah, I don't think we will. I think you'll stuck, mate. Yeah, I think you'll go strong. I, I, Okay. How much more weekend? You ain't got Trent, you ain't got Salah. How much more weekend? No, Start the start a couple of youngsters. Okay. Uh, I think I, I, I'd, I'd play the team that today and then just rotate on Sunday. Yeah, that's better off staying strong for Fulham, resting for Norwich. Yeah, because I think and no then, matter because you can bring in um, like your Bobby Clarks. I think Bradley could play another game. Um, Trent might be back for Chelsea. So, yeah, I think you can... Yeah, rest against Norwich, I'd say. I'd go I, think str- I, I, I personally would go strong. Get to a cup final. Just so it kind of breathes. Chelsea, you're buzzing, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm being real. Yeah, you said I Chelsea think... are going to do us. Yeah, I think Chelsea will do you lot. Just because they gave you a game? No, they gave you lot a game as well. First game of the season, season, isn't it? Like, so, no one knows it. So, <laughs> no one knows what's happening. They've yet. always raised <laughs> it. They've always raised this it. This is true. That, against yeah, yeah, top yeah, teams. That, that is true. I'll and I feel like they're going to raise it even more because they're at Anfield. And it's going to be a 
raucous atmosphere and those players are going to turn up because they're just going to want to turn up that game. They're going to hear you. They're going to hear you'll never walk alone. They're going to want to turn up. Absolutely melt. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Right. um, The last of these game week fixtures is Brighton v Wolves tomorrow at Brighton. Um, I think that could be quite a good game, actually. Both teams are playing pretty well. Do you want to call out a result for anything? Brighton or Wolves in that? Brighton. I'd say. I'm going for a draw. Yeah, I'm going draw. Score draw. I'd go for. And then you're looking ahead to the next round of fixtures, which is which are midweek fixtures. So a week Tuesday they start. We've got Forest Arsenal, as we mentioned, Fulham Everton, Luton v Brighton, Crystal Palace v Sheffield United, Aston Villa v Newcastle. Ooh. That'd be interesting, considering yeah. Newcastle kind of handed out a beat into Villa first game of the season. Oh, these reverse fixtures first game of the season, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man City, Burnley, Tottenham, Brentford, Liverpool, Chelsea, as mentioned, West Ham, Bournemouth, and Wolves v Man United. Yeah, that could be an interesting one. Right, that's all the on-field stuff that we've um, we got on the agenda. So we're just going to touch on a few off-the-field topics, things that happened in the world of football over the last week or so. So, Jose Mourinho... Sacked by Roma after <laughs> it was a long time three, coming. Three three years, legend, in just shy of three years, legend. So I put this one on the agenda, and the reason is stark. The question is his legacy being tarnished a little bit by his last few managerial never. The streets love him. The streets love him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... He won something at Roma. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the Roma won, fans loved him. They didn't yeah. want him to go. Yeah, so that is true. They didn't want him sacked. Um, I think it was like a board level decision. Obviously, he won the conference league with them, got to the Europa League final with them last season. Streets love him. But he was brought in to get them back into the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't finished in a Champions League position with a team since he was at Manchester United. So you're going back to 2017, I believe it is. Last time he finished in a Champions what, what teams has he had? Tottenham and Roma. Tottenham and Roma. But with Roma, they are they've got the second highest wage bill in Serie A. Yeah, they got a couple and of big yeah, players, big names. Dybala. Dybala, Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah. Um and I think they spent the third highest amount since he's been there on transfer they got fees. A couple players, yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> they have. So is it a case but of they, they've got a couple of players, but these are players that aren't They've in their, been... They're just... The, it looks like they're over the hill. Mm, yeah. Lukaku's not the same player. Don't no. Granted, he, he gets goals <laughs> here and there. The Balas, he, he The reason why Juventus let him go because he was injury-prone. Mm, yeah. He couldn't stay fit. Um, what, have they still got El Shirawi? Uh, so he's pulling up their squad now. Have they? Uh, <clears throat> I think they do. Mm. I mean, well, if you look at their squad, Ta- no, Tammy no. Abraham's been injured for, for a, a while. Uh, and he they was still there. got small in. Yeah, but he, I'm pretty sure he's been injured as well. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, do you think it's time for him to kind of cut his losses with Renato club? Sanchez? They're holding <laughs> yeah, on yeah, to him. Like, he can't. He can't. Everyone's asking what's happened to him yeah. since the, since the Euros. Mm. He's just never. He's been the shadow of the play he he was. So, Crazy. do you think it's time to cut his losses as a, a club manager, and maybe maybe look at going for like an international swan tongue. So I think with, for me, what I've seen with Mourinho over the last few years is that 
he's just gone like uber defensive. Mm. Like he, his teams haven't really been set up to kind of be free. So if you go back to like his teams his, have never been his, set up to attack though. His, his Chelsea team were like it's Chelsea team. His first Chelsea team weren't weren't attacking. Okay, Come beyond on. that, then okay, beyond that, that he he became known for Real Madrid what? as Duffin, well. Real Madrid, Amanda. Real Madrid were attacking. They were attacking. Okay, after okay, all right, Chelsea, Real Madrid, right? But Even his second the, spell, first season, second second spell. The, look at the players that he had at his disposal. No, that's granted, but it I was think... when he came back to Chelsea, mm. he became this. He became known for parking the bus and Pragmatic. not allowing teams. Yeah. To... I feel. I feel like he just, he he deals with what he's got in it. If he's got the Ozil's, Ronaldo, Di Maria's, and all that, yeah, of course cool. so he's gonna let them loose. But when he's got, but if you're, but if you're signing the players, that, Man United and that, but if you're signing the players, isn't it for you to be like, right, this is my system, mm. go out and and implement it? But like, you didn't have a like a bad Tottenham team. But they were, he got them to a cup he final. He got yeah, them to a saying, cup final and, they and he could have been no and I'm yeah. and I'm still saying in my head he would have probably won that well, I don't know. Yeah. But I think he would have won it. He could have like Yeah, I think he would have. And like, like I was about to say, it was there. I think now he's like a a cup manager in it. I think that's where he would excel. That's why I think he'd be really good at international management. Going in, right, you've got six games to set your stall out. With and with then he's got the the best of that particular nation in it. So what do you think? It's with? only Portugal, though. I I I think he'd do a good job at England. I think he would love the England job. I know John said that he, he would, would never go down the road he would. of a foreign manager again. I think he would love that job. I think he would love it, and I think he would do really well at Portugal or England. And with Martinez at Portugal <laughs> now, I think he's more likely. Do you know what? Job. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of the things he would say if he ever won something as an England manager. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be telling everyone, don't ever talk to me. I, I got you lot these, these cups. I ended the hurt. Yeah, I done this. Oh, mate. I mean, he's won, he, he won a, European, a European trophy with them. All right, granted, yeah. they've not finished top four, yeah. but he's brought success in the, Tough in the short league, term. though, as well. This, this is what I'm saying. There's like how many teams is it four? Inter, five teams? AC, Juve, Lazio, Napoli. That like, come on, man. Yeah, it's a tough. You're, you're up tough against teams, man. Tough teams. Um, and even in the midst of all that, like you said, he's won a European trophy. At Spurs, he got them to a cup final. Man United, he could finish second and and they won the Euro- European trophy. Mm. What? How? How's his legacy tarnished? In what mm, way? No, it ain't tarnished. I'm just asking the question. I know, but I, 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 I know, I, I, know you're, like, I know you're just asking. I feel like, do you know what? I just feel like, yeah. When it starts going a bit downhill, yeah, at a club with him, it's like it looks bad. Like the 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 the, the it's clearly how he a sets up the teams yeah. and the play and all of that. Then Gets everything, toxic, so yeah. yeah. Then he starts with the media and all that sort of stuff. So it's a bit. It, it yeah. doesn't look good, but it's track record. So and to be mean. fair, you could say the second is a bit harsh because they're only two points off the Champions League place in in Serie. A. But again, I think if you look at it in totality of like the wage bill and what the the owners of Roma want, I just don't think in the league, especially, he's not where they where they want to be. So, which is fine, but I don't think that's on. You can't. 
I can't. I, it's not gonna. My view is just not gonna tarnish his legacy. I think yeah, I agree with you. I think maybe the time now is for international. I don't even think it's his fault. I, man. I think it's may, maybe the the the, the way, where they was heading with the signings they made, the players that they brought in, and all that sort of stuff. Maybe it was the, maybe they got it wrong, innit? With a few people that they signed and stuff like that, because that signed that Lukaku and that. But I think Lukaku was established the in, one, the, man. in Serie A, isn't it? So. He's not the guy, man. <laughs> Interesting. So, do you think any top clubs would go after him? Let's say, like a top four job in, let's say, England, like Newcastle been mooted, like obviously when he got sacked. Like, do you think that'd be wise? I don't think Newcastle would do that. Actually, I'm talking rubbish. They could. Because I don't know if Eddie Howe will stay much I don't longer. think Eddie Howe's the guy to take Newcastle. Yeah, if he fair. don't... I'm thinking if he... Yeah, I can't see it. He's going to get money to spend, but it's like Newcastle don't want to splash the cash, isn't it? Mm. Too well, they, apparently they can't. Like they, they well, said yeah, they need to sell as well. in order to buy it to stay within FFP. So... Well, it might be, might be. Mourinho will be good there, I think. But I don't think, I don't know, to be honest. Eddie Howe's got a tough job on his hands. He needs to get back in the Champions League. Well, it's not happening this year. That's what I'm saying. And they're winning it. going to happen next year. <laughs> so, but they can't win it. Exactly. So. They're winning it, so, yeah. and they're not going to get Champions not League. Not in so. the Europa League. Done. Like, pff, where is he going to finish? I'd, yeah, I can see them saying at the end of the season, thanks, but. Yeah, we're, I, I we're gonna move that. you on. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see where <clears throat> Mr. Mourinho ends up. Like that would be so down. lit if he went Newcastle, I swear <laughs> that. and they splashed a bit of cash, found a way, a loophole, <laughs> and he went there. Oof. It would Old be school. mad. Yeah, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see where Mr. Mourinho ends up because um, yeah, he's no doubt one of football's entertainers. Right, next topic, another sacking. This one. <laughs> Not very surprising, to say the least. What? Troy Deeney has been released. <laughs> <laughs> what? From League Two, Forest Green Rovers, after just six games, where they managed three draws and three defeats. And I think most of this will stem from his outburst that we spoke about last week. So... He's come out after this and he said that... Um, <laughs> Chat too much. That's his problem, bro. So he's basically come out and said that Forest Green Rovers have used him for his contacts to get players to the club. What players did they bring and, in? And then, no, because did they them. actually bring in any players? Like so Watford apparently they signed um, two or three players. They signed, they signed four players. Yep. Yeah. Where from? Um... <sighs> One of them was already on loan. He's from a higher, high, I think he came from League One mm. or the Championship, but he was already on loan in League Two. Mm. So he came in. Um, another one was on loan for in again a higher club, but on loan in the in the National League. Mm. They brought him in. Um, Fankati Dabo. Well, um, did he did he come in because of um, Dini or no, was he already, already there. he was already there? Um, and I think there was two other players again. He he said that they only came to the club because of him from higher higher leagues. But when you actually sit there and look at it, no, they weren't. They was all either like League One or League Two already. They were already doing that. Yeah. So what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Just talking rubbish, man. So I can understand why he was appointed 
in terms of they were in a bit of a bad patch. He was there as a player coach anyway from the start of the season. Manager goes, even if we had a good relationship with the chairman, chairman thought, right, let me give Troy a, a chance. Because for how outspoken he is, Troy seems like someone who can talk his way into certain situations. Well, the owner was, said that he knows he knows the game. Yeah. So, so did, he comes so this, across yeah. as someone that's got a lot of knowledge and experience. <clears throat> so I, it was a sure thing. Yeah. And I think his his temperament and character, he doesn't like to waver. And I think when you get to certain positions, no matter who you are, you have to, especially if you're starting out in management for the first time. So he can be like, well, I'm Troy. I'm going to tell it as it is, X, Y, Z. That worked to a certain extent and in certain situations. But like the out, it was a bit of an outburst because he didn't need to go on like a rant as, as what he did. And yeah, I just think if he wants to be a manager, this will be a massive learning curve for him. And, and how he needs to conduct himself. Could he? Well, you can. You he can. hasn't learned though. He's come back out again. <laughs> said something. And 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 the thing is, there's nothing to say you can't be that kind of manager, but you have to have some skin in the game. You've this is your first job. You've not built up a a, a portfolio of management. So coming in and trying to upset the apple cart straight out of the gate is never gonna work, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Clearly, as we've seen. That's how I said it all. That is not like you just got to have a brain in it. Do you know what's magic? You see, when we were talking about it, I listened to it again. And the more you listen to it, it's taking liberty. The mad it sounds. The worse it gets. The worse it gets. I know we all want, like, we all want um, players and coaches and managers to come out and just be themselves a bit more. You can be yourself, but... You, you, there's a line. Yeah, there's a line you don't cross, bro. <laughs> and then, for, like, the club ain't yours. You're answering to someone. Yeah. So when you're sacked, then you got sacked, yeah? And then instead of you to keep your mouth closed and just because you want to be a manager... Right. And another owner might say, you know what? You got it wrong. You had a little outburst, a bit emotional in the, after, um, in the um, post-game, um, whatever. It's all right. I'll give him another chance. Let's see how it goes. He's doubling down. <laughs> Where owner will now think, so you're going to come to my club and then tell me, <laughs> I, I, do him. He, he, yeah. I, I was, you was doing me favors and stuff like, you're getting mad. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> and this That's is, mad, it, he's absolutely right. That's the part. That's just like mind boggling <laughs> at this point. Like just, just take your L. That's it. And keep it pushing. Done. And he apologized. So just keep going around that. You don't have to keep apologizing all your life, but say, oh yeah, boy, you know what? I've learned my lesson, innit? I, I, I now know that you can't do that. I was a bit emotional, da, 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 right after the game, bad result, da, da, whatever. Shouldn't have said those things, you know what I'm saying? My bad, whatever, whatever. Cracking on with my coaching, see where it takes me. Done. 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 That's it. Now, someone said they, when they seen him in the Celine tracksuit on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Now everything just looks mad. <laughs> now everything just looks mad. <laughs> everything looks mad. Well, they said, oh. yeah, they knew it was going to be a madness. Yeah, so, yeah, we're not surprised that um, Dini has been sacked. 
Um, not at all. Yeah, it would it would have been nice for a young kind of manager to kind of cut his teeth in the lower leagues and see how he gets on. But um And the managed yeah. thing is the results weren't even that crazy. Yeah. They were doing okay. We need black managers, you know. A man man just come in and and, <laughs> and just mash up the team. <laughs> just mash up the team. Oh mate. <laughs> Oh, right. Moving on to our next subject. Um, something that we spoke on, like, previously in a pod, but it's something that kind of rears its ugly head time and time again. Um, so there are two racist incidents that happened in the world of football um, yesterday. Um, one being Katie Palmer, who plays for Coventry, having a really good season, Playing against Sheffield Wednesday at Sheffield Wednesday, um, he was subjected to monkey chant from a fan in the stands. Um, he went on his Twitter and he posted, disappointed to even have to come on here and write this. Racism is a disgrace. It has no place in the world, let alone football. I'm black and proud and I'm raising three kids to be the exact same. I'll be honest, it feels like things will never change no matter how hard we try. Couple fans do monkey chants, don't define the fan base. I appreciate all the love and support I've received. So this happened during the, the Coventry Sheffield Wednesday game. Um Casey was like visibly kind of taken aback by what happened. Um I'm not sure if you've seen the footage. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah. Have you saw the clip? It's very clear and evident that there was one or two, at least one Sheffield Wednesday fan making kind of the monkey chant. Mm. Signs towards Palmer. Do you, and do you, do you know what? Do you know what the 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 most upsetting part about that clip that's got doing the rounds is for me? Barry Bannon. Mm-hmm. Do you, mm. Did you see that part when he was I just telling him it. to get on with it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw it, but I don't want to go in on him. <laughs> I don't want to go in on him. him. Just... I don't want to go in on him because I don't know what he heard. I don't know what he thought was going on. So I don't want to say he knew exactly what was going on and he was telling him, oh, just get on with it kind of thing. You, I can look at it and I can say, yeah, it looks like that, but you never know. But it did look like he'd done that. It looked like I don't like really want to just go in. They're, they're making racist chat, um, monkey noises mm. or monkey signs and Barry's just gone, I just don't, just get on with it. Yeah. And it, that's what it looks like. And if mm. that is the case, then do you know what? It's a Casey's point. No matter how hard we try, no matter what we yeah. do, it's always gonna. Don't, nothing's gonna change when you've got mental players with mentalities or pit. Not even just players, people in general yeah. with the mentality of. And even Joey Barton released a tweet and be like, uh, it, "Don't, don't give it guy. oxygen and just carry on words. It's just words. No, it's not just words. It's not he just tweeted words. that. Yeah, yeah, but that's the mentality. They actually believe. <laughs> like all jokes aside, yeah. They actually believe, like, I don't want to swear, but calling you a black whatever is just a cuss. <laughs> like, they really just believe words. that, though. Yeah, it's just words. Like, it's just words. Like, it's don't like, let it hurt you. Like, it's, it's all right. It's like me calling you a blind whatever. Yeah. That's what they really believe. Or a bald whatever. Sorry, Keith. All right. <laughs> Thank you for pointing at me directly, you know? Say it. <laughs> no, but I'm that's what they bald, actually yeah. believe. And yeah. they grew up believing that. It's like nuts, so, you take it man. in it. It's like nuts, take it, man. I can't. If someone's telling me, "Yo, this person's disrespecting me or or, or treating me a certain way," I'm not just gonna be like, "Get on with it." 
all right, cool. Let's let's do something about it. Mm. Ref, it's like it's like I know you're gonna come come onto it, but we're here now. Mike Mannion and yeah. the fact that he he was subject to racist um, chants from the crowd, and he walked over to the ref, took his gloves off, and walked off. So yeah, on, yeah. on that point, so I'm gonna bring up the Mike Mannion thing. Is that does that show the difference in kind of maybe support that players outside of England get in terms of when racist incidents happen? Because we've seen it in Spain where players have walked off the pitch when mm. something happened. It's happened in Italy a few times where I, it's not not in a high profile level, it might happen at a lower level. But like, I I think if Palmer had walked off the pitch yesterday, I think he would have been. I don't think he would have had much support from his his teammates. That's me personally, just kind of mm. looking. Taking... I disagree. Really? I disagree. This 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 these times, I think they would have. I think they would. Yeah, because I, if, I think the, he would have been stopped the before he got off the pitch. About, so, think... so with Manya, he got down the tunnel, composed himself, came back. I don't think Palmer would. No, have but got they, off the he pitch. got to the edge of the pitch, and they were trying to keep him on the pitch. Then he took his gloves off, and then walked out off the pitch. Right. The, I think some of the times you're referring to, or at least some of the times that I've seen, Mario Balotelli, mm. uh, Kevin Prince Boateng, um, when they were both playing for, well, Balotelli, I think he was playing in Serie B yeah. at the time, and Kevin Prince Boateng when he was at AC Milan, and they were playing um, either, I think Balotelli's was a league game and, and KPB's was a friendly against lower level Italian teams, and the crowds were chanting racist, racial things, and they both threatened to walk off the pitch and people were just like, no, nah, don't do it, trying to keep them on the pitch. And some of the people weren't really trying to support, mm. some worth showing full support. But mm. I think, we're at, like T said, we're at, we're at a time now where, especially after the back of the Vinny Jr. stuff and that, mm. how global that went, yeah. <clears throat> um, any kind of incidents like that now are going to be supported, I believe. Uh, FIFA just came out. I know it's a lot of it's lip service That's and Infantino's exactly do, Infantino's doing a lot of look. Oh, well, there should be forfeits now if if yeah. this stuff continues. We can't. They can't just be seen to just do nothing. Do but nothing. They always do do nothing. Though. They but, have to but do the, something. But the case now. is like, what what do you do? Because Infantino's come out and said, "Oh, there should be match forfeits. There should be points." Do you agree with that? Though? The forfeit, the actual forfeit, like. If there's blatant racial abuse going on, that team, whatever fan that team's on, they forfeit the game. The other team wins. We're going home. I, but, I but, believe so. No, yeah, it should, it should be. But then you get the point of how do you know that's a a proper fan, a true fan? They will always say that's not the, a real fan, or you no, don't even come. You don't even come. You don't even come every game. I mean, someone trying to stitch up another team. So like I nah, go, I, I don't go think as an Everton fan nah. and be like, bro, do you can see, you can see on their face, mate. Yeah, you can see they peed off. They're with, they're not by themselves. It's not mm. like they're isolated. They're with their section of fans or yeah. whatever, and they're steaming at whoever it is, and they do whatever they they say whatever they or do whatever so they do. So what, what what do you think would would be a? Are you saying right? Just three point, like you just lose that match. Yeah, you, three like, nil done. Get, like three nil, three points for the other yeah. team. So, that- so the the, the 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 devil's advocate here. How do you police that though? Because you're you're not gonna say you're not gonna um have a question there for fans that coming mm. into the stadium <laughs> and say what are your views? Are you a racist? And they're gonna be mm. ticking yes or no. Like how do you police? But I'm thinking the fans? about I'm thinking about a real 
like a serious deterrent to do it, isn't it? There's not, but this is the thing. No matter what your deterrent, no matter what deterrent gets placed in, whether it's money, mm. whether it's points, no, the money can it, ne- it can't. They never, they never, yeah. it's, it's never, they never, they never put a substantial amount yeah. on it. Yeah. And if it, if it comes down to points, that how again, how do you police that? How do you stop your fans from being racist? And if one fan look like that fan, he'll probably be identified. Oh yeah, 100%. maybe criminal charges, and he'll just get a lifetime ban. That's one fan. That's exactly. That's one fan. Who cares? And there are others around him. Because you don't do that Nothing if you're not comfortable. Nothing. If you're not comfortable in yeah. your environment, you don't do that, innit? No, but just think, <laughs> like, you can't hear what's going on, but just think about what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And everyone around him can hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just think about what he's saying whilst he's doing the actions and everything. Yeah. So, because he's making a point to do the actions because he probably can't, you can't <laughs> hear him. You can't hear. Yeah, you can't hear him. So I'm gonna make it like. Yeah, you look at the points that I'm gonna, yeah, like yeah. That. I'm gonna get my point across. Yeah. And, yeah. Do you know what the maddest thing is for me? Like, I I love football. Like, mm. I, I'm not ashamed to say that I love football. But at no point would I go up and fight other another set of fans because they support a, a different team for me. I can't. <laughs> or shout like abhorrent abuse at an mm. opposition player just because they play for another team. Like, in my mind, I'm just like, that's insanity. Like, mm. I get football makes you passionate. It brings, it can bring out a, like a different side to you at times. But to go to that extent where you're like going at someone personally to like make racist abuse or go out and have a scrap because they support another team. Like, that level of, I don't, yeah, I don't even call it's it support. Crazy. Like it's it's absolutely mental. I've never understood it. Like I've never no. hooliganism. Bring back calling fans hooligans. What what happened to the era of yeah. newspapers and, <laughs> no, yeah. and labeling fans hooligans? Look at these hooligans. I, I feel I feel like they're just trying to paint the the the, the picture of the game is is nice over here. And look at Italy and look at Spain and we're not like that. Yeah, yeah. Like no, you no, get no, me. No, no, Whereas man. Spain and Italy, I'm not gonna lie. They're like they do the racism thing. They actually do the racism yeah, thing oh, yeah. to put off the black player. Like that's their thing. So even if you say, "Oh, you might ask them," or you, re-, they might say, "No." But we say we do the chance and whatever to get in their head, so it throws them off and whatever, do, yeah. whatever. That's their thing, and that goes on nearly week in, week out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But over here, because it's like. I don't even know what they do over there when it comes to racism, innit? Like, identifying people, bands and all that. I don't even think they do anything. They, yeah, they, do, they do a few fuck. I know Atletico Madrid got fined over Yeah, the, but look, it's, it's, it's Like, fine. it's nominal. Like, the, it's yeah, like the 100 grand. Yeah, yeah, over here, I think really? it's a bit more... If that that guy, he's probably going to get named and shame. Probably going to be in a paper. Probably going to... Like, oh, yeah, 100%. C- certain things will happen to him, innit, personally. But the, 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 the grand scheme of things, what's... It's just him. It's one yeah. person. It's yeah. an individual. Like, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's a shame because like over the years, I think the, the stat is currently, I'm not sure whether it's the Premier League or just professional football in, in England, like 40% of whatever it is, is um, played by black professional players. Mm. So it's not like it's a new thing or there's like a small amount of black players. Like the team that you support has black players mm-hmm. who would have scored goals that you would have cheered, etc. And yeah. That's why it just like, that, it never makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It and never like, makes sense. We we will never understand the mindset of a of a racist. And 
unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna be the last incidents that have that have happened. No, like it will it will happen it, again it's in, gonna in keep the happening. future. And yeah, it's just how we how we deal with it and how we support the players who it's affected. Hundred percent. And yeah, that's that's like that's the best we can do. Can I ask something? Of course you can. <laughs> We're open and to both of you. Yeah, what would you do in that instance if you was the player? I'm walking off. You're just walking off, done. Walking off. And would you expect your team to come with you, or would you? You wouldn't care if they played on, or I would. If you don't threaten, if you don't at least walk off the pitch with me, at mm. least, mm. then I've got a serious issue with my own teammates. I don't feel comfortable playing with or sharing a locker, sharing a, a changing room with people who condone. In my eyes, condone mm. racism. So for me, I think it's a little bit different because it's hard for to put your expectations on other people and how you would handle something. Yeah. So I would I would walk off, as I said. Um, but I would to a point understand why people because not not everyone's brave enough mm. to to back you with, with certain causes, in it. Like I think I think it's harsh to kind of put players who don't kind of who might not understand what's going on to a certain degree to kind of back you blindly in it. It would be because great if teammates. they did. Yeah, I know. It would it would be great if they, they could. We're meant to trust each other. I'm meant to understand. No, I'm meant to look at you and think, but you know what it is? It's, mm. it's the um the bystander effect, isn't it? It's like, I'm sure you've been out on a night out and like seen a madness happen, and you're like, right, there's a madness over there. But you haven't gone in mm. or Potentially stop something, but I'm because not, I, that's but that's that's different. That's danger. If I go number one, my head's no, like, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know this person no, from but, Adam. But, yeah. but the bystander effect still comes into, into play in terms of right. X players walked off. If I walk off, does that mess up my bag? So what? But I'm saying, like, but not everyone no, but in that true. position. It's, 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 no, but if we come down to personal, personal, if we all um, walk off. But um, I think you got to have that conversation. Personal beforehand. sacrifice. Like, if it, yeah. I shouldn't have. Yeah, to. People don't. People don't want to. We can all I, talk I a that. good game. I hear that. I hear that. But it comes down that. to real. Like when you stand for something, you got to be. Ten you got to be. Yeah, you got to be ten times down and willing to take that personal sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. For whatever yeah. comes with it, and, and a lot of people don't want to do that. They just yeah. want to talk about it, and that's fine. And I totally understand it. And it's like, um, I know it's a different sport, but the American American NFL, the NFL, the American, um, Dallas Cowboys, mm. Jerry Jones said, any, want any of my players kneel, you're, you're not going to be a player. <laughs> I'm sat, I'm ripping up your yeah. contract. I know what I'm saying. You've got to have the conversation beforehand. <laughs> so it's techie. So it's like... Uh, nah, but the American, it really really American gets, thing, yeah, it's different. That's when it that's really like gets like, patriotic. what do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singing and for the flag and... Yeah, it's different. The servicemen and all of that, yeah. you knew, <laughs> boy, you're out of there. And yeah. a lot, and a lot of America would agree with it. Yeah. So, yeah. and the thing is, like, with the pro game, everyone comes from different walks. Like, like when we all kicked ball together on a Saturday, if something kicked off, I knew ninety nine percent of you man mm. were back in it, regardless, mm. in it. Mm. And then we'd deal with the fallout afterwards. Mm. That's not the same in in the pro game. Because mm. everyone comes from different walks of life. They've yeah, got different yeah. things to think about. And I don't, I like, I'm not trying to excuse it, like saying, oh, you should back your your colleague in racism, etc. But 
not not everyone. What are the to. consequences of just walking off the pitch, though? I've never seen. Have you seen players agree to go off the pitch? England. When? Yeah, they when played out in Macedonia or one yeah. of them, one of them countries. They and yeah. they said you were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Harry Kane took them off the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I think as a club, you kind of got to have these conversations beforehand. Like if this happened, and it might not happen. At all. Nuts having to have that conversation. But look, times have changed. Look, like how we're saying Carrie Kane done that, took everyone off the pitch in North Macedonia. Then we've heard Gary Neville talk about when he was with England and heard racial abuse and he didn't understand it. He would think in his head, I'll just get on with it. Yeah, yeah, I I remember remember that conversation. You know what I'm saying? He's looking back and kind of regretted what he Yeah, because he's kind of more knowledgeable. It wasn't until he was in it, he kind of Frozen the headlights, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's why you've got to kind of take into consideration with like the teammates or like players that are affected by this. Like until you're in it, you might be like, oh yeah, I'd, yeah, man, I back you, man. It's calm. Yeah. yeah. But then when it but, com- okay, when it comes but, to it, it's... going back to my question, what's the what are the consequences? You walk off the pitch, and now me and T are standing there, and I go to walk, but T's like, yeah, I don't know. What 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 consequences? What are the consequences? Mm-hmm. It might be. When you're signing who, who's for a new gonna, club, who's, who's gonna, who's but, gonna? But, but no one might. Wouldn't you want? Wouldn't you want say to someone to take it out of your hands? Not yeah, like yeah. the manager or like say the captain, everyone the captain walks or the, the captain, everyone, yeah. everyone, yeah. boom. Yeah, I think if that's the case, yeah. then fine. The way yeah, Harry captain. Kane done it because yeah. it was Harry Kane and Jordan Henderson. Mm. Yeah. Harry Kane was capo, but Henderson and Kane were both coordinating it, right? I feel like if it's the individuals on the pitch, some are gonna want to stay on, some are gonna want to play on, some are gonna want to. Yeah. But if a captain or a manager and that says everyone in, yeah, then that's yeah. it. Then it's yeah. cool, in it? Because yeah. the manager said, "Let's all yeah, go in." Was, you so get yeah, me? So no scrutiny yeah. on me. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's good. Captain or managers have that conversation. Yeah. Right, we're gonna end it there. Thank you very much, everyone. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, post, and all that good stuff. We've had some really good conversations on on social media mm-hmm. over the last week or so. Want to keep that going, and we appreciate everything that you guys are doing. So yeah, just quickly listening. as well, yeah. the YouTube. Can you uh, subscribe and share? Yeah. <laughs> Get someone else to subscribe. That's all we're asking Please. for. It helps us and uh, keeps us going. Thanks. Peace. <laughs>